The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome, everybody, to The Early Edge. It is Thursday, May 11th, which means two things. It's the NFL schedule release, but it's also my birthday. So go ahead and say, no, you don't have to say happy birthday to me, but hit the like button at the very least. We have got a really good panel of guests, analysts, experts today. But before we get to them, let's take a look at the recap screen real quick. This is really good stuff from EC. Overall, a nine and six day. It's, I would characterize that as good, certainly not great. Uh, pretty good for a bounce back Wednesday. I think we can improve upon it, though. So good stuff coming from AB, from EC. I missed mine. It looks like Mike got his. But speaking of Mike, Speaking of the expert panel, let's get right to it right now. We have got a all-star cast right here. I'm going to start with uh, Mike McClure. Listen, it was a, it was a good day yesterday, what I, and I want to emphasize day because, Mike, you had that Yankees team total over. They got four runs in the first. We had so many people betting that and taking that kind of in, in different ways. They kind of ran with it. Um, really good play there. How you doing today? I'm doing well. First of all, happy birthday to you, Sia. Everyone obviously is already in the chat doing that, but if you haven't, make sure you say happy birthday there. Uh, but yeah, it was a great game. Got a little fortunate early with the Harrison Bader home run. Uh, fan basically robbed it. It was probably a home run either way, but certainly helps when you put three runs on the board that way and uh, things kind of snowball for there from there for the A's. So great day. Ready to do it again today. All right. And Ali, I want to come to you next. Uh, there's a couple of hockey games that I really like. We're going to have them up in our marquee matchup. And of course, I think you have a pick on one of these hockey games. Uh, either of these two games more exciting than the other for you. Talk to us about it real quick. Ooh, I think it's got to be that Stars Kraken game right there. It's just super interesting with the Kraken. I mean, only being in their second year, it could kind of be a game changer if they can make it all the way through. And happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. I can't get used to the Kraken name. I think it's going to take a few years for that to really, really sink in. Maestro, good to see you. Happy to be hosting with you on the pit. By the, by the way, if you're wondering everyone where Coach is, he is calling the PGA Tour Live uh, telecast right now at, at um, the AT&T Byron Nelson. So maybe after this show, tune into PGA Tour Live and you will be able to catch him. But Maestro, how's everything going today? Everything's great. See ya. Happy birthday to you. I'm curious how you're going to celebrate it. The big story in sports today is Anthony Davis. You know, the early reports are that he did not suffer a concussion, but that is not 100% yet. They're going to check him out today. If he goes into the concussion protocol, he definitely won't be available for game six. He probably won't be available for game seven. Right now, though, Lakers minus two and a half in game six is insisting or assuming, I should say, that Anthony Davis is fine. 
Yeah, very interesting how the PR team and just the medical team would handle the idea of putting somebody in the concussion protocol, given the implications there. So uh, we'll have to monitor that situation. I did mention yesterday that the, the Golden State Warriors, if you like that, they were plus 360 to win the series. Um, that's looking a little bit better right now, but we knew they were going to win uh, yesterday. Right, Danny? Danny, how you doing today? I'm doing good. See you. Happy birthday. I'm, first of all, I got to say I'm auto-tailing anything that you bet because birthday bets are locks. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to giving some UFC heat. I, I had a really bad showing last week. It was the worst I've, I've done on EE. Eight out of 11 appearances I've been profitable. Last week was not one of them. I owe you guys some winners, so let's get back to work. Well, if memory serves, Danny Brasco, you had a really good day. It was either yesterday or the day before where you swept the board. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. The, the day before, nice little uh, 4-0 sweep, some plus money winners. So let's get back to it. Good vibes. It's your birthday. I'm happy to be here. And uh, in the chat, I see my man. He's been asking about this bird picture. This is my friend Julian Pace, up-and-coming artist who did a little Rene Magritte uh, you know, remix and did a little Yankee New York-esque uh, painting there. So a little, little art knowledge for you today as well. See, we diversify the portfolio, bringing you some culture, too. But right now, let's bring you some marquee matchups. Let's start with some hockey here. I, th I think this one is really, really interesting. We got the New Jersey Devils at the Carolina Hurricanes. Devils really on the outside looking in in terms of surviving. They got to win this game, but it's at Carolina. Carolina's minus 130. Allie, you know I'm going to start with you here. How are you feeling about this one? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Canes to close it out here. I mean, they've scored at least four goals in all four of those games so far against the Devils. And I know the Devils have been good, and they did put up eight um, in that one game at home against the Canes. But I think now that the Canes have the home ice advantage, it's kind of going to switch. Um, we just really haven't seen Vanacek be able to step up to the plate against a team like the Canes. So I think they'll get the win here and close it out tonight. Yeah, and Mike, you know, when I looked at this number Minus 130 for the Carolina Hurricanes. And, and listen, I'm, I'm not a hockey better like you are and like Ali is, but it seemed a little short to me. And, and I wonder if that I'm getting sort of baited in here. So what are your thoughts? Are we following the Canes or are we fading the Canes? I'm going to follow the Canes on here. Uh, you know, as far as where the number should be, yeah, I'm a little surprised it's not honestly closer to 140. I, I mean, I get it. It's elimination spot. They, they play incredibly hard here. Uh, but looking at this series, you know, New Jersey, they – had a good series against the Rangers. They were able to utilize their speed in that series. Carolina is a very fast skating team. They don't really allow New Jersey some of the opportunities that they've had in other spots. So I like uh, Carolina here. If I were playing this, I would still probably play the 60-minute line personally, uh, just with them on home ice in a closeout spot. Uh, I think that if they win this game, it's going to be one where they're up a goal or two in the final minutes here. I, I don't necessarily anticipate an overtime game. So if you take the game that includes overtime, you take that price point from minus 130 up to plus 130, something I'm far more interested in there. All right. Really good insight there. Let's toggle back and forth to our next marquee matchup. We're going to go to the NBA now. And this one, to me, is just really, really interesting because I think, Larry, everybody thought the Boston Celtics were going to win. I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people thought the Boston Celtics were going to close this thing out like four to one, maybe four to two. Now they find themselves down two to three, yet they're favorites going into Philadelphia. Listen, I understand why they're favorites. I'm just wondering at this point, is the market just overvaluing the Celtics? Are, are they a team that, that maybe we had a perception of and that perception's not really reality? Are, are we fading or following the Celtics as a favorite here? 
I'm going to follow him despite the fact that for the first time in the NBA playoffs that I can remember, Doc Rivers has a coaching edge over Joe Missoula, over another coach. I mean, Joe Missoula, his players are having to defend him and saying that he's not costing them this series, that they are. And you know what? They came into game five shooting 50% from the field in the playoffs. They shoot under 40% at home. They go 12 of 38 from deep. We know that they're a lot better than that. And you only have to look back to last year where Tatum went for 46. They were in Milwaukee, down 3-2. They come back. They win that game. They win the series. Despite everything that's gone on, I'm going to follow the Celtics tonight and believe they step up. And, Danny, I'm going to go right to you. Uh, Are you following Larry and the Celtics minus two and a half? This is a tight call on the spread. So I'm going to look at the total instead. I'm seeing a little bit more um, signs that make me confident in betting the under 212 and a half here. The series has been a grind. The Celtic shooting has really fallen off a cliff, like Larry alluded to. And, you know, the market is speaking more volumes to me than anything. This total opened up at 214 and a half. And early on, I'm seeing over 70% of the bets come in on the over, yet the line has moved down two points. That, my friends, is called reverse line movement and usually want to tail that. So later on in series, as as they grind on, I usually favor unders and the line movement speaks to that. So I think I'll play the under here. Reverse line movement, uh, pretty critical here uh, when it comes to betting. Uh, and Mike, I- I'm going to go to you, but I do I do want to point out, I think I'm going to end up following the Celtics too. So we've gone over six games so far this week, and, and I-, I just want to say I had two official plays out of those six. They both hit, but all four of my leans hit as well in terms of what I was saying on this show, The Early Edge. So I feel almost compelled to to make some leans here, not not picks necessarily, but I'm going to go with with Larry here and uh, and the Boston Celtics minus two and a half. But Mike, what are your thoughts here? Are we taking the favorite on the road? Yeah, this is a really tough spot here. It's so weird because I was so high on the Sixers throughout the season, a little down on them at times in the playoffs. When we get here to this spot, though, I do lean towards Boston. Um, I, I think that the better route to play it is probably still going to be a player prop on Jason Tatum personally. Uh, I think that his number at 29 and a half is a little soft if you think they win the game. Uh, If you watch the last game, still able to get up over 36 points in an elimination spot. I would expect him to play every second of this game. I would expect him to have the ball in his hands even more than he already does here. So I'm looking that way and I would do the same with Joel Embiid on the other side. Personally, Um, I I think that these teams are so evenly matched that it's truly should be a final possession type of game. Uh, I do lean under like Danny does as well. Uh, You typically see, um, you know, it's defensive intensity, but it's also just possession of the basketball, right? You've got usage monsters like Harden and Embiid. When you get in tight competitive games, you really start to value the possession. Sometimes you take a little bit longer just simply trying to get the basketball in Jason Tatum's hands, things like that. Um, I just think that defense ratchets up enough here. So I would lean to the under pretty heavily, lean to the Celtics side. All right. Now let's toggle right back to the NHL. This is a really great time, folks. We got the NHL playoffs. We got the NBA playoffs. We're knee deep in MLB season and the NFL schedule is coming out today. So it's just a really good time in sports. I think a lot of people think it's just kind of maybe a a downtime. We certainly don't at the early edge and sports line. So uh, let's go with the Kraken and the Dallas Stars. Ali, I'm going right to you here. This series is tied two to two. Dallas, a heavy favorite at minus 195. Are we fading or following the favorite, the Dallas Stars? Um, I think just value-wise, I'm going to have to fade them right there. Just, I mean, look at the Kraken. They've already kind of got those two games in the series here. And I know the Stars, they've kind of had some defensive struggles, especially against a team like the Kraken. So 
I mean, while Dallas totally could pull it out, I just think that the value is more on the Kraken to do so. Um, I mean, Grubauer, he's kind of inconsistent, but so is Ottinger. So just at that price, I would have to take, say, take the other dog. It certainly looks like value at plus 165. Mike, what say you? Is there value in the Kraken as the dog here at plus 165? Or do you just lean on the favorite here at minus 195, the Dallas Stars? Yeah, I'm more interested in the favorite here. I'd say if you like Seattle, I would back them on the puck line before I would play the money line. Personally, um, as far as Dallas here, uh, I like them in regulation. I think that they have a significant advantage uh, in terms of goaltending. When you look at some of the expected metrics in this series – Uh, Dallas is absolutely dominating everything. Obviously, you still have to go out and get it done on the ice. Uh, But as you know, I tend to lean very heavily on expected data across the board in every sport. No exception here, uh, especially with the team that is underperforming being on home ice. Uh, If I had to play it, it would be Dallas, and it would be Dallas in regulation. Uh, That number's down to minus 120 uh, most places. All right. Let's go to the NBA before we get to our dog of the day in baseball. We've got the Nuggets visiting the Suns. Now, listen, I've been saying this entire series, I think the Nuggets are the better team. I'm not even sure that's much of a debate, but the Nuggets have to go to Phoenix now. And they're three-point dogs, which I think is a pretty big number. My lean here, Larry, is to to take Denver plus the three. Now, I know it's going to be a rowdy environment in Phoenix, and they are going to come to play because, obviously, it's win or go home. Where are you at on this one? Are we fading or following the favorite Phoenix Suns? I'll take the three, and there is three and a half available. They are the better team, and and I think they do show up tonight. They had a chance to win both of those games in Mm -hmm. Phoenix, and Devin Booker went 34-43. You know, he shot 14 of 18 on jumpers uh, in game four, and he's going to have to do that again. I mean, is Landry Shamick going to go five for eight from deep? The Nuggets are the better team. I'm not saying they're going to win this game, but I do not think they're going to get blown out. And, you know, some of those other guys – Like we talked about, Michael Porter stepped up. If they can get something, you know, from anyone besides Jokic uh, and Jamal Murray, uh, they could end it or at least cover the spread. All right. And Danny, before we go to you, I want to acknowledge the chat. Very active chat. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. I see Capper Taylor was in here saying Nate Lashley, one of my first round leader plays. He was 100 to 1 at least has a shot at getting at the top of the board after 18 holes. So we'll monitor that. I have four others. They're all going off in the morning. Um, But listen, it's my birthday. So obviously one of these is going to hit. Uh, If one of them does hit, Nate Lashley at 100 to 1 would certainly be great. And by the way, it's my birthday. There's 600 people watching. This continues to grow. As each minute goes by, we get to 500 to 600, probably to 700 in a few minutes. Let's make Coach really angry and hit more likes on this show than any show coach has done over the last few weeks, because then guess what? I get to throw that right in his face. Do you all want that? Because I want that. And it's my birthday. Please give it to me and smash that like button. Super appreciative of that. Danny, what do you think on this one? I think you could go either way. I mean, I think there's legitimate arguments on both sides. We know Larry is on the Nuggets plus three or plus three and a half. If you can find it, where are you? Yeah, I'm siding with Larry as well here. I mean, you look at this line, it feels like they're just giving that minus three to Phoenix for the home court edge. But we've seen the Nuggets can just outrun them. And in that facet of the game in transition, uh, Phoenix looks really lost. So if they're able to push the pace on them, I know it's not in the high altitude of Denver where I favor that style even more and they can kind of just drown you in their home court. I really like them to close this out. Uh, Again, I'm leaning to the under in this one as these series grind on, but... I think the narrative will be, oh, Phoenix has got to force a seven. And I don't bet on narratives like that. I bet on what what I see in the game. I feel like the Nuggets have a good shot to close this out. I'll take the points to be safe, but I'm feeling like they can they can finish this in six. 
And Mike, Danny says he's going to bet on what he sees in the game. Do you see the same the same thing? Because I can't argue with what Larry or, or Danny Brasco just said. Where are you at on this one? Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Phoenix side here. Uh, yes, it's going to take heroic efforts from uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant here. Um, however, I think that they can get it done. I think that there's no bigger switch really in home court advantage uh, than this. There's a massive home court edge playing in Denver. Uh, you've got all this travel in the short turnaround time here. I, I like Booker. I like Durant in this particular spot. So I'm going to be leaning pretty heavily to the Suns to extend it and then get beat by 10 to 15 points uh, in game seven. Uh, but I, I do think that they get enough calls here. The key thing to watch in this game, if you're watching it live, will be Kevin Durant and his ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, I think he's personally going to shoot a minimum of 12 free throws in this game tonight. Uh, it's just going to be all about that, right? Is it Devin Booker going to get called for the offensive foul? Is he not? Uh, those kind of swings make a massive, massive difference in a basketball game. Uh, there was an example in, a, in the Knicks game last night. We have an offensive foul call that could be a third foul early in the game on someone. Or instead, it's a blocking foul that counts as an M1. It's three points that way. You would have removed three points from the scoreboard. You have a third foul. You change your rotation. Just have massive, massive impacts on these basketball games here. We know that we're going to have collisions like this because of the style of play here. I personally think that Phoenix gets the calls in this game. Nuggets win it in seven. It's certainly hard to argue that the home team has been getting the calls for the most part. And that's just the history of the NBA. It's not necessarily and, and really basketball in general. It's certainly not exclusive to this year. We're going to get to the dog of the day. But before we do, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. We are back. This is the early edge, and it's time to do... The MLB dog of the day. We've got the Twins plus 100 at home against the Padres. We've got the Yankees at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. And then we've got the Reds at home against the Mets. Reds being the heaviest of the dogs here. Mike, I'm going to kick it right back to you. Which one of these dogs would you feel comfortable putting your money behind? Uh, give me the New York Yankees here. Uh, it's a very interesting take. Maybe obviously Tampa has been really good. Um, 
Domingo Mon's been fantastic uh, looking at a lot of the expected data. Yes, it's a big park shift for Tampa, but it's also a big park shift uh, for Tampa's pitching staff in general. We've got Judge back in the lineup. Um, great hitting conditions overall. I think that that's a great equalizer. Whenever you have hitting conditions where New York can hit home runs, that's what they're literally built to do. They don't win baseball games if they can't hit home runs. That's why they fall short in the playoffs so frequently when the weather changes. There's not enough power to hit home runs. Um, Great environment overall tonight there. So give me the Yankees behind Herman. Yeah, Ali, I'm going to go to you next, but I want to say I agree with Mikey. This is a play I was going to make as a first five potentially, but I didn't necessarily want to pick on the Tampa Bay Rays. It's certainly not the formula for me, but I definitely believe in Domingo Herman, and and I think the Rays are going to regress just enough over the next – I don't know, month or two to be a very good team, but not the team we've seen over the first month or so of the season. Where are you at on the underdogs here? Yep. So I think I'm going to have to go with the Yankees as well. I mean, they've won three straight here. So I think we're just going to kind of build up that hot streak. And um, I know, like you said, the Rays have been good, but they can't stay that hot forever. So I think I'm just going to kind of go against them and then fade and take the Yankees. All right. And Danny, I'm going to go to you next. Which one of these MLB underdogs would you be willing to support? Well, I'm glad you guys said it first because obviously I'm a fan. I don't want bias to take over, but I'm on the Yankees as well here. And you look at the matchup and the line. It's Domingo Herman versus Drew Rasmussen. Rasmussen's been damn good, and the Yanks are just short plus 105 dogs. The Rays, you guys alluded to it again, regression's got to be coming. You cannot keep up this pace. And we saw them drop two out of three to the Orioles, another division rival here. I think the line is speaking volumes again. So, yeah, I lean to the Yankees in this one as well. Maestro, do you join the party here or are we going somewhere else? I'm going to go to Minnesota where the Twins are 11-7 and seven at home and Bailey Ober, you know, he didn't make the team out of spring training despite a good spring training. 6'9 pitcher, he got called up due to an injury and he wants to make sure he's not going back down and he has dominated all three teams he's played. Now it's been the Guardians, the Nats, and the Royals and this is a much tougher lineup in the Padres, but when the ERA is below one, the whip is below one, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'll take the Twins at home. Yeah, I, I like that play uh, a little bit as well. We only have six baseball games today. We've got three during the day, three at night. Uh, I hope you're not too discouraged. My play is going to be a golf play. You'll, you'll hear that in a second. But if I end up getting on, getting convinced with my own research or some of the stuff that uh, we heard just now to put out a first five play, I will definitely put it out there uh, on Twitter. Or if it's the entire game, I'll put that out over on Sportsline. Let's go to pick the prop. We have been smashing these, no pun intended. We're doing home run props. We got Fernando Tatis at plus 295, Byron Buxton at plus 340, and Anthony Rizzo at plus 600. Maestro, I'm going right back to you on this one. Which one of these guys deserves a couple of bucks from your wallet? Well, Byron Buxton has never faced you, Darvish, uh, and he hasn't homered in the last five games. But seven of his eight homers have come at home. Seven of his eight homers have come against right-handed pitching. Plus 340, I'll take a shot because I didn't really like the other guys, but I think Buxton is kind of due here at home. Danny, we're going to you next. We got one vote for Byron Buxton. Who's your vote for? It's a tough one, and it's going to be a small sprinkle, but I'm going to go with Rizzo in, like my M Squared said, that good hitting environment in the short porch and right field in Yankee Stadium. Drew Rasmussen's just given up two home runs over about 37 innings, so this is a long shot, but at a tiny sprinkle here with the platoon advantage, I'm going to take Rizzo. And, Allie, where are we putting our money? Is it going to be Fernando Tatis, Byron Buxton, or Anthony Rizzo? Um, You know, kind of just going off what Danny said, I kind of like Rizzo there, and I think that righty-lefty matchup could kind of come into play. And, I, you know, but at plus 600, you really can't look too bad on it just because it's a little sprinkle. 
That's right. Plus 600 is a very enticing number. And Mike, finally, we're going to you. Is it Tatis, Buxton, or Rizzo? Uh, it's going to be Rizzo for me. Uh, mostly just a price point play here. Um, tough pitching matchup overall for Tatis and Buxton. Obviously talented enough. Uh, as far as Rizzo, though, uh, I think that if he can see fastballs, he's got a better chance of seeing fastballs. Now that Aaron Judge is back in the lineup, adds a ton of protection here for him. The real issue you have with Rizzo and why I would recommend not betting home run props often for him is he is so good at drawing walks. He is so good at seeing pitches. Um, and, and it really actually eats into some of the home run equity that you get there. Um, having said that, he obviously has the power uh, in any portion of the field. So it'll be Rizzo for me. All right. A vote for another vote for Anthony Rizzo. Uh, speaking of votes, um, listen, we have the PGA. We're on the doorstep of the PGA championship. And we, we're going to have a lot of content on the Sportsline app uh, for sure, or at Sportsline, I should say, for sure. But we're also going to have the early wedge with special guest Steve Scott. Hopefully all of you know who that is because he was on a show with us just a few weeks back and he's super talented with his analysis. And I know Mike McClure is going to have PGA picks um, by early next week. I'm going to have an article out later today just to preview the PGA championship. And speaking of the PGA championship, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We are back here on the Early Edge, and it's finally time for our expert picks. And, Mike, I want to start with you, and the reason I want to start with you is because you mentioned Anthony Rizzo, and you said – this is a price point play for me. And what's really interesting about your pick is I would assume you would use similar terminology with what appears to be kind of a longer shot play that you have. Yes, definitely. Uh, it's certainly a price point play here on Kevin Durant, 40 plus points, uh, plus 410 at FanDuel. Wouldn't really go much lower than this. Uh, however, I do make the number all the way down to 285 in this particular game. Uh, looking across this game, when we look at the expected data, look at the shot quality of everything he's taken, uh, he's scoring 35 points a game in this series already. Uh, I project him to play every second of this basketball game. The only reason he wouldn't is if they were up 10, 15 late or they were getting beat by 30 and the season was over. That, that's essentially it here for Durant. Um, you know, I played this last time, hit it on Booker, obviously. Ended up playing live unders on Durant after watching there. I do think that he's going to be fine, though. I think he's received treatment yesterday on the knee. I think he's totally fine there. What we're looking at, though, is just the ability for him to get to the free throw line. If the outside shot is not falling, he is an intelligent player. He's going to attack the basket. He's going to make them call fouls. I do not anticipate them calling a ton of offensive fouls on him tonight personally. I think he shoots a minimum of 12 free throws, as I said earlier. I think we can attack you know, at least 20% of this point total 
on him uh, via the free throw line. So looking at the extended minutes, I think that if anyone were to not get a call, it would potentially be Devin Booker because of how aggressive he is uh, pushing off at times. Um, I, I don't see that for Durant. Some of the height advantage that he has really helps get him some of the calls. Um, so I like Kevin Durant here a lot. Uh, I think he's going to score 40 points or very close to it. Uh, keep in mind, if you have the ability to live bet, you play an over at plus 400 here on 40. If this guy starts out with 13, 14 points in the first quarter, most sports books now will give you the opportunity to live bet. This number at times, like with the other night when I bet Booker, you could have easily bet Booker under 48 and a half when we were on the over 40. Uh, you'll have the same opportunity here if he's having success uh, to have a very, very easy arbitrage opportunity. So in other words, Mikey, just so everybody's clear, if he's going off early in the first quarter, you got a really good arbitrage opportunity. You should. It'll take, you know, it'll take 13 to 14 points to get the live number up over 40. Uh, but as it approaches 40, um, you know, if he's tracking well at all, yes, it'll be. Uh, and the game's remotely competitive. You will have opportunities to to buy the other side. And for the record, if you're watching, if you're dialed into CBS Sports HQ, you can see Mikey and this entire crew on there talking specifically about live betting. Ali, I want to come to you next. I think this Devils-Hurricanes game is really interesting. I don't usually bet hockey. I usually bet your picks. I'll, I'll put some money on your picks. But I'm all, I feel like I'm a little invested in Carolina in terms of I kind of think they're going to win. But you're attacking this game in a different way. Let's talk about it. Yep. So I'm going to take the over five and a half here. Um, I just think I'm kind of shocked that we're continuing to get five and a half when none of these games so far have gone um, under five and a half. So I think that's kind of interesting there. But I mean, just look, like I said, looking at the Canes, they've scored at least four goals in all four of these games so far. And um, I think it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a safe bet, but because I think if the Devils win still, you can still get that over here. Um, but I also think that if the Canes win, obviously their offense is going to blow it up. So I think that that's going to be kind of a good thing here Vitek Vanacek really has not shown up very strong against a team like the Canes and with the Canes on home ice. I think it's just more likely that they're going to kind of just continue to like offensively explode there. Um, but I really think some people are kind of, I know the line isn't, but I'm kind of discounting the Devils a little bit just in the terms of their offense has really been able to put up a few goals in almost all their games so far. And um, I think they'll continue to do that tonight, but I just don't think they'll put up more than the Canes. So I'll take the over five and a half here. Yeah, and Ali, I love how you have sort of diagnosed this pick because you're playing out game scripts that would lead to the over. And obviously, your range of outcomes, because of the game scripts that you've played out, um, lead to the over of five and a half. So I, I'm, I'm super confident in that play after listening to you. Speaking of confidence, Danny has a, a bad day last week, and he's all, you know, sounds like he's down about it. And, and what does he do? His confidence isn't shaken. Two days later or a few days later, he goes 4-0. To, to rebound from the 0-4. And, and Danny, I got to say, on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, I love watching your picks. I love watching your picks on here too, but on social media, it's really cool because I'll see a little bit of shadow boxing and I'll get into that sort of Rocky Balboa mood while I'm watching your picks. And it's just really fun to watch. You're engaging there and you're engaging here. Let's engage with some of your picks. Here we go. See ya. Back into the UFC we go. Like I said, I owe you guys some winners from last week. And I uh, appreciate all the love, by the way, from the Early Edge family here. You guys were uh, very, very supportive despite the loss. So that, that shows me how, how ride or die you guys are. Coach's buddy Ian Parker reached out to me with some nice words. So 
Everyone's setting the vibes back on point. Here we go into the UFC. Main event, Jailton Almeida taking on Jarzinho Rosenstrike. And really the difficulty making this bet is figuring out how Almeida will finish Rosenstrike. He's five for five on finishes in the UFC. And this guy's being called the Brazilian Khabib. He is a wrestling and jujitsu monster. Rosenstrike's a good veteran, powerful kickboxer, but he's getting taken down in all of his fights, especially by grapplers. So we're just going to have to hope that Almeida doesn't fully mount him and knock him out with ground and pound. I think what will happen is he'll soft him up with, soften him up with some damage, and he'll probably not like it too much, turn his back, give up the neck, and maybe a rear naked choke finish. So I'm going to take the chalk on the minus 105 submission prop for the Brazilian Khabib, Jailton Almeida. He's a minus 550 favorite, so you're going to have to pick the exact method because to win by finish, KO, TKO, or sub is minus 360. You got to pick the one. I'm going to say it's submission. Next up, I'm going with a big underdog here. And uh, I think the line is way too wide on D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, plus 260. He's taking on a very talented young prospect in Ian Gary, who I was certainly on the hype train for for a long time. But I feel like even I overrated him a little bit because in all of his fights, he makes uh, betters hold their breath. He's taking clean shots against much lesser fighters than a veteran southpaw striker like Daniel Rodriguez. If Rodriguez employs some low kicks against a long, lanky guy like Ian Gary, chop the tree a little bit, uh, get on the inside, dirty box, use some clinch work. He's got sneaky good grappling. I think he has many paths to victory in this. He's certainly a live dog, and I don't want to lay chalk with uh, and juice with Ian Gary anymore. I think he's going to have to prove it to me. So uh, if, you're, if you're feeling like maybe it's a sketchy one, make it a half unit bet, half your normal bet size, and, and try out Daniel Rodriguez. I think he's going to be in this fight uh, for all three rounds. And then another dog for you guys, which is what was uh, giving me a lot of success early on in this show. I'm going Brian Battle early on in the prelims here. He's taking on a good wrestle boxer in Gabe Green. Gabe Green is, if he, he's been focusing on his wrestling in training camp, and that might be his undoing because Brian Battle's jiu-jitsu is sneaky good. He's got a, a choke called a ninja choke that he might employ. And if Green invites the wrestling and the grappling, it could turn to the other side. Uh, on the feet, Battle's a long-rangey kickboxer who's got a good sneaky uh, left high kick, good front kicks up the middle. And he's going to be fighting in front of his hometown fans in Charlotte, UFC Fight Night Charlotte, not a place that we're seeing too many events. But Battle's getting a little home, uh, hometown advantage there. They gave him to Renat Fakhradinov in his last fight. You guys might not know him. He is an uber prospect, and he worked Brian Battle. I mean, they fed him to the Wolves. This looks like a nice little bounce back spot. And I'll, I'll finish out the four-pack with a little two-leg parlay. I'm going with Carl Williams, big favorite here. Uh, and Alex Morono Williams is fading, uh, fighting a guy that is an auto-fade for me named Chase Sherman. Sherman might be the better boxer in this matchup, but he cannot stay on the feet. He gets taken down in all his fights. And coming out of American Top Team Atlanta, Carl Williams is a strong wrestler. He's going to put Chase Sherman on his back in every round in this fight. Uh, betting, on Chase, betting against Chase Sherman has made me a lot of money in the UFC. I'm not going to stop now. I'm going to combine that with Alex Morono here, who's fighting a good veteran in Tim Means. But Morono looked really good in his last fight against ranked welterweight Santiago Ponzinibbio. He won the first two rounds before he got knocked out. I think he bounces back here. He's got great volume, great pressure. He stays in your face and mixes up the fluid boxing combinations. He should get a win here. So combine those two guys, you get minus 122. And there's a four-pack of UFC picks for you guys. A four-pack indeed, punctuated by a two-leg parlay. And by the way, Mike McClure punctuated his bet by kind of explaining the numbers on his Kevin Durant play. And if you haven't seen that comment, it's really important that you see it because if you don't understand why he's making the bet and, and, and what, the, what the numbers are in terms of the, the expected value of those types of bets, well, he explained it to you. And if you don't understand after that, 
that's on you. All we can do is make the bet and explain to you what the value is. And and at that point, because I see a couple comments in there that are that are questionable. And if, if at that point you don't want to listen, that's totally on you. You don't have to make every bet. But Mike, I love how you broke that down. Now, Larry, I always end with you, but let me go ahead and give out my pick real quick. I have a three ball for later today. At the AT&T Byron Nelson, it is Siwoo Kim plus 100. Again, a three ball for round one. It obviously hasn't teed off yet. It will tee off in a couple of hours. Siwoo Kim plus 100 over Taylor Montgomery and Richard Johnson. You probably never heard of Richard Johnson. That's because most people haven't. I think it's computer generated. I'm not really sure. But the point is, he is not going to be involved in this matchup. This is a classic three ball where I can kind of edge out one of the guys. Taylor Montgomery is one of those guys that's been on a really bad streak, especially with the ball striking. Now, he's made some cuts and he's had some good finishing positions. But because I want approach to be a priority in this tournament, I can't trust Taylor Montgomery. He can get hot with the putter, but I don't think he's going to give himself as many opportunities as Siwoo Kim. So I see value here in round one, Siwoo Kim plus 100 over Taylor Montgomery and Richard Johnson. That's my pick again. If I have a first five that I start to lean on later in the day, I'll make sure I get that over to you. But Larry, the maestro, you've got a couple of picks for us. Close us out. The first batter tonight at Yankee Stadium will be Yandy Diaz, the leadoff hitter for the Rays. And even though Herman is in good form, he loves facing him. Six of 17, 353 average, the OPS over 1,100. And his prop for over one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs, it was minus 130 last night on DraftKings. Now we're seeing minus 140. I am still going to play it. This guy is in tremendous form. He had a career year last year, and now he's playing even better. He just faced Herman last week. One for two with a run scored and a walk and a hit by pitch. So he was on base three times. Love him at the top of the order as the visitor. Hopefully going to get at least five at-bats tonight. Yandy Diaz over the combined prop coming back at minus 140. And then a game that could be affected by weather might have a late start. The Kansas City Royals. Shockingly, they are a good offensive team in May. They were terrible in April. They had a lot of hard-hit balls that were right at people. Well, the luck has turned around. On this homestand, nine games, hitting 301 with 43 extra base hits, 14 hits yesterday, going up against Clevenger, who has a whip over one and a half. This guy has gets a lot of base runners, and it's not one person on the Royals. A whole bunch of different people are stepping up over four and a half runs with the team total for the Kansas City Royals, minus 104 on FanDuel. Absolutely love it. And by the way, I was right. This show, it keeps growing with viewers even without coach, we, we have eight, over 800. We don't even have 400 likes. So maybe it's not my birthday after all. I don't know that I can throw 341 in coach's face. If we can get to like 450, that's great. But we're we're pretty much at the close of the show. So everybody, thank you. The, the chat has been so active. Really appreciate everybody there. And again, you're going to want to go check coach out on PGA Tour Live because he is calling the AT&T Byron Nelson and he does such a great job with that. Let's pull up the recap screen before we get out of here. We've got Mike McClure. Kevin Durant, 40-plus points at plus 410. I've got Siwoo Kim in a three-ball later today, plus 100 over Taylor Montgomery and Richard Johnson. Larry Harstein, Yandi Diaz over one and a half hits, runs, RBIs at minus 140. And the Royals team total over four and a half at minus 104. Allie, Devils, Hurricanes over five and a half at minus 125. And then Danny Brasco, he's got Almedia by submission at minus 105. Rodriguez, money line plus 260. Battle money line plus 120, and then a money line parlay with Carl Williams and Alex Morono. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Thank you for joining me on my birthday. We have so many sports. We've got baseball. We've got MLB. We've got NHL. We've got the NFL schedule release. And that's just the top of the list. There is so much going on right now. But that's all the damage we can do today right now. So there's only one thing left to do. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For the maestro, for Mike McClure, for Allie, for Danny Brasco, and for Jake the Snake on the ones and twos and nines and tens. I am the counselor, and we rest our case. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+. Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.